A University of Illinois student was charged Tuesday with placing a noose in an elevator at a residence hall. Both the black student groups and the Illinois student government condemn the action and are demanding his dismissal and more transparency from the university on incidents like these. I talked with ISG President Connor Josellis and Vice President Jack Langan about those demands and the climate on campus and other issues they plan to tackle this year, cutting textbook fees, promoting clean energy, and possibly bringing some presidential primary candidates to campus. We'll be right back. Hey, Jim Rosso, News Gazette Media Vice President, reminding you that we have a ton of podcasts available at newsgazette.com every day of the week, from Dave Gentry's morning show to Scott Beatty's News Hour to Brian Barnhart's Penny for Your Thoughts. Head to our website, newsgazette.com, and search for podcasts. Hi, this is Julie Wirth. Welcome back to Campus Conversation. With me today are two student government leaders at the University of Illinois, Connor Josellis, president of the Illinois Student Senate, and Jack Langan, who is vice president. Yes. Gentlemen, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having us. As Thank it turns you. out, there's some breaking news we can talk about today, unfortunately, I guess. Um, as readers may have noticed, uh, a noose was found in Allen Hall over the weekend on Sunday morning, and your organization just issued a statement condemning that and calling on the university to take more action uh, on these mm -hmm. kinds of incidents. Do you want to talk about maybe the highlights of what your concerns are and what your statement called for? Sure. So, yeah, about yesterday, um, early yesterday morning, um, I kind of got wind um, that there was a noose found in Allen Hall. Um, and I really heard it um, from the two or student organizations, Black United Front and Black Students for Revolution. Um, my first instincts, I immediately reached out to the University Chief of Police, Craig Stone, um, who has really been helpful with it, um, and he said they were investigating immediately. Um, I knew this was kind of an issue of magnitude where we were going to need to make a statement, and so we went about writing a statement. Um, we knew we wanted to kind of, and I often think that student government really, rather than being you know necessarily an ag activist organization, it's more just a spotlight um, for other organizations to do so. And so I know we wanted to do a joint statement um, with those two organizations that are really kind of bringing light to this issue. Um, and, and we really went to work on a statement. Um, the university um, initially sent out an email to the Allen Hall residents um, talking about um, the incident um, and kind of maybe the motives or not motives, but sentiments behind it, um, which, you know, the sentiments behind it were troubling. And, and I think it was a clearly a racist act, as we dis discussed in our statement. Um, you know, in this, you know, day and age, in any day and age, it's an unacceptable act. Um, and we knew immediately we need to kind of call for what it was, which was a blatantly racist and unacceptable act. Um, and so we kind of went back and forth on some drafts and we ended up getting a statement out around late last night. What was your initial reaction when you heard the news? Maybe Connor, you can go first. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I honestly just think it's disgusting. Um, you know, when something like that happens, you know, you're kind of taken aback. Um, you you kind of, I've been here for three years, and, and part of you, you know, loves this university and loves kind of the culture surrounding it, and then something like this comes up, and it's just, you know, a shame, really. Um, and you kind of do everything you can to kind of prepare yourself for events like this, especially in kind of our position. But it's always just, you always get taken aback. And at the end of the day, we're going to do whatever we can to make sure the students feel comfortable on this campus. And so in the coming weeks, um, I'm sure we'll definitely be seeing uh, student government doing some dialogue series and listening sessions about this issue. 
Jack, what did you think? And did you hear from students at Allen Hall about it? Um, I didn't talk specifically with students at Allen Hall, but when I found out and Connor let me know, um, first I was more startled and then sad that a specific student would go into Allen Hall and make this racist, um, blatantly racist thing happen. And um, it makes me sad because it's not a accurate representation of students at U of I at all. Um, I found in my three years here, everyone stands in solidarity with each other. And I think putting out that statement um, with those groups and with ISG leaders really sent a message that the students at U of I stand together. Did the administrators or police or anybody give you any idea of his motive? Um, so no, we haven't really heard anything from that front yet. Um, again, kind of the the symbolization of a news kind of, in my mind, automatically leans to kind of the systematic oppression of black people. Um, sure. And yeah. so I, I, I can't imagine it being anything other than that. Um, I wondered if they thought there was a specific incident that prompted it for some reason. If so I haven't, I, haven't heard, yeah, I haven't heard anything on that front yet. Um, I heard what I've heard from the chief of police is that they were investigating it, and then late last night I heard that they had found a suspect and arrested him. So, you know. um, your statement calls on the university to do a couple things to you know keep a public reporting of all these incidents that come up at, house, at residence halls or elsewhere on campus and to review discipline policies um, mm -hmm. for, I guess, hate speech crimes or things like this, and also for immediate dismissal of the student or students mm -hmm. involved. Um, which I know came from the Black United Front and um, Black Students for Revolution, where they had initially done that on Monday. Um, I guess, you know, maybe you could talk about each of those or which of those you think Yeah, for sure. Um, so my thoughts are that if you're going to stand in solidarity with an effective group of students, you really need to stand in solidarity with their demands. Um, and so, you know, we kind of worked with them, and those were their clear demands. And, and like I said earlier, we made the decision that we're going to kind of bring those kind of and use our voice to to spread those out um you know i think that with incidents like these there needs to just be clear communication and a transparent process um you know i, I talked with certain administrators late last night about you know because when we did release our statement about kind of having an open and extensive investigation process and it's obviously there are some kind of privacy and student issues where not everything can be released from a university and, and that's clear but more so making sure that whatever's happening in this investigation, the clear steps, students are being made aware of it. Um, if an incident like this occurs, I think all students should be made aware of that, um, especially if it's happening kind of on a, a regular basis, um, as there, there seems to be this history of um, racism um, that occurs on this campus. You look at the swastikas that were found a few years ago. You look at the racial mm -hmm. harassment cases that occurred with facilities and services. Um, you know, I, I think a, a really clear way to combat this from a university perspective just has to be bringing these issues up um, and making sure they're staying as transparent as possible. Yeah. Yeah. How Definitely. about, go ahead, uh, No, I'm completely with Connor. I think it's important for groups like Illinois Student Government and the university as a whole to condemn actions like these um, and really crack down on the people who commit these acts and say, we don't want you to be a part of our university if you're going to spew hatred did you think I, I saw some comments online from people in Allen Hall did they feel like they weren't given enough information initially in, in your view um, 
You know, I, I think within students with Allen Hall, um, they were given kind of the initial notice of things happen and that there are services available. Um, and we made sure to include that as well. The counseling services available, report um, hatred and acts of intolerance. Thankfully, the university does have a system for that in place. Um, I think I think from students affected from this, I think they're the main concern and the concerns we express in our statement is just that there needs to be an open approach to this. Um, events like this can't really just be kind of shrouded in mystery and put away and then maybe a year later you hear, oh, this was dealt with, but we can't really know anything about it. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, we can talk about this again, but I mean, it even brings me back to the news of the past two weeks um, with the ProPublica article that was published um, regarding uh, faculty and staff sexual assault allegations um, where there were really few consequences. A lot of that stems from, you know, statements being signed where you can't release anything about it. Um, so I think more than anything, there needs to be an open, transparent process with this, and affected student communities need to be involved in kind of future disciplinary policies. Do you think, is there some feeling that the discipline policies don't go far enough in incidents like this, or just that you don't know what happens? Sure. I. So the disciplinary policies of the University of Illinois, there is to some degree a democratic process of it with kind of it going to a student conduct committee. Um, However, I think I, you're absolutely right. I think part of that stems from maybe students not knowing what the disciplinary action actually ends up being. So, so it feels like there isn't really justice being brought to cases like that. Because there's a yeah. lot of privacy involved with those cases. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, you mentioned, did, did you reach out to the Black United Front and Black Students for Revolution, or did you talk with them on Monday about all these issues? Y yeah, so, um, and we, I, we initially heard the news um, from Drums, which is um, kind of a, a black online magazine um, that they were calling for this. Um, and I had my chief of staff reach out um, to the president um, for Black Students for Revolution um, and kind of make sure that we're kind of cooperating in our statements, I guess. Um, and again, and I mentioned this earlier, you know, not every student group has like the biggest outreach on earth, has the biggest voice on earth. Um, thankfully, student government, as we kind of have this mandate yeah. to represent all <laughs> students, we do have that. Um, and so we want to make sure we're going to be doing everything to help them in the future. Um, and we wanted to make sure that they were going to be part of kind of our approach to this going forward. What do you think ISG will be doing in the coming year, I guess, on this issue? How will you follow up and ensure that these demands are addressed or met? For sure. So, you know, when it comes to hate crime deterrence, um, kind of the initial things ISG can do from our programming perspective is having events to talk about these issues and making sure all students kind of do feel safe at this university. That's kind of our primary goal, right, um, to kind of safeguard student rights um, and students um, on this campus. I'll be having conversations um, with the university administrators this week, um, talking about kind of how this um, investigation will occur. Thankfully, the university already has reached out to me with um, kind of their next step moving forward. Um, you know, obviously, um, the suspect has been arrested by university police, um, and then making sure that they continue to keep me updated as well as the students affected um, and the student groups that brought light to this issue in the loop, pretty much. Do you think, maybe Jackie, you could talk about this, or Connor, um, should the university have sent out a general message to the campus, or are they working on that? Do you know? Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if they're working on that right now. I imagine um, that they would be sending out something yeah. soon. Um, I know from what I've heard that the chancellor um, is very serious on issues like this um, and, and really does have a commitment to it. So 
I do know the university is working on this um, pretty diligently, um, from, and that's from all the communication I got from university administrators on mm. Labor Day, um, which at the very least tells me that they are looking at this. Um, I think in the coming days we'll hear more about it and see more. Do you know any other steps they're planning as a result of this? Um, you know, I don't know right now. I think a lot of the problem with it is with some like student privacy laws and rights. So I know they are kind of being hesitant on sharing some of those details as not to impede the investigation. Um, thankfully, I think they will be sharing stuff with um, student leaders um, in the future that we can then kind of pass down to our organizations. Um, I'm not exactly sure on their next steps. I know there will be an in-depth investigation on it. Um, that's what they've said. Um, and and I, I think they'll follow through on that. Um, and again, our concern really comes through making sure that the investigation process is kind of as clear and explicit and follows kind of a rigid step plan as possible. I was, yeah. you were talking to about stuff I, ISG might be doing in the coming year, the student government. Yeah. Um, are you thinking about like awareness type events or bringing students together or, you know, what kinds of things are you thinking about? Sure. Um, student government wise, you maybe want to talk yeah, about I'm this. So um, one of our senators actually came to us and had a fantastic idea to have like roundtable discussions. Uh, so that would include bringing in different RSOs, cultural houses, uh, groups, social groups, um, frats, sororities, um, and just sit leaders from different groups down together at the same table and have them give us ideas on what can we do to have their voice be heard. Because um, one of the main reasons me and Connor ran for student body president and vice president is because I would talk to people about Illinois student government and they didn't really have a clear understanding of what we maybe did for students. So I think if I think it's important that we let these groups know like we are here for them so they can come to ideas ideas to us. Um, and I think having these roundtable discussions would really let us take in those ideas so we can do what we can. Okay. If you had to recommend any sort of more general actions like that to the university, would, what would you ask them or suggest that they maybe do in light of all this? Um, I think the number one thing, and, and maybe it's something that they're doing, something maybe they can be doing more at, but be listening to the affected student groups, be involving yeah. them in the process to address these issues. Um, that's the number one thing that you know, every university should be doing in the nation. Um, they're built on their students, um, and, and that should be their number one um, constituency and ears to. Um, they are the people affected by these situations the most, and they are the people who should really be making, um, whether it's policy um, or kind of their feelings hurt on the issue. This is a serious, obviously, because of the imagery involved with the news. Um, mm -hmm. Do most students, do you think, understand, you know, the seriousness of it? Uh, or would some people try to pass it off as like, oh, you know, it's just a joke or whatever? Or do you think this is something that really hits people hard? You know, I, I do think it is something that hits students hard. I think we've grown up kind of in an age where um, it's been known that symbols like this are unacceptable and representative of something larger. Um, you know, if there are students, as I'm sure there are in a constituency as big as the one we have, um, that maybe aren't really aware of what this could mean or, or the implications behind it, hopefully we're doing our job and making students aware of that um, by doing our statement um, and making people aware of the situation. Um, and, and hopefully the university is on the same page with that as well. Yeah. You were telling me off the air that you had pretty unanimous agreement on this 
on this statement, right, among your members at least or your officers or people were all really willing to sign on? And Yeah, and, and we initially wanted to just do student leaders at this university. Um, for example, if you look at the letter, the student trustee, Treshawn Mitchell, signed on as well, who's a member of the Board of Trustees, as well as our Senate leadership. Um, so the leadership that's really representing um, our constituency, constituency senators from the different colleges to sign on, as well as those student orgs. Um, we actually had an initial draft of um, our statement. Um, you know, we got feedback and that it wasn't strong enough. Um, and so we really decided to kind of be frank about it and call what it was um, a racist and unacceptable act. Yeah, it was fairly forthright, I will say. And uh, we have more about this on our website today. Uh, people want to read that and we'll try to post the full statement as well. Did it surprise you at all that it turned out that this was a student who committed this? You know, we've seen other incidents where an employee put a noose on a fellow employee's desk, and there have been other cases of white supremacist stickers going up in campus town or swastikas on campus buildings, but, you know, it was never clear who did those. And in this case, if this is true, you know, they've arrested a student for that. Does that worry you, and do you think, you know, white nationalist feelings are more prevalent among students today? Yeah, so uh, I guess I was surprised to see that it was a student. Um, I guess I wasn't surprised in the sense that it was in a residence hall. However, I do think that students um, in today's age kind of are aware of the issues of systematic racism and, and are aware of the inequality that faces students. I think that the majority of students obviously do not feel the same way. The majority of students um, are not racist and are, and are not going to be doing racist actions on campus because um, because I think that leads into an uncomfortable atmosphere and, and a toxic atmosphere for all students on this campus and that's a atmosphere and a culture that's unacceptable um, I don't think that is the main culture at the University of Illinois I think there are you know one-off students um, like the one in this case um, that spread and spew hate and uh, intolerance and, you know, as leaders in, of the student body, I think we're going to do everything we can to combat that and make sure that it's a safe community and a tolerant community um, of everyone. Mm -hmm. Jack, how about you? Yeah, um, definitely when I first heard about it, I was surprised and sad. I think it's important not to downplay an act such as this um, and stand in solidarity with the people who were affected. And as a whole, I'd say our campus most members of our campus community would never commit an act like this. It's disgusting that someone would. Um, but like Connor said as well, it's important to recognize the past inequalities, and it's important for us to work with various groups to be able to move forward in solidarity. I know there's probably some other issues that you guys want to tackle this year uh, in student government. Uh, maybe we could talk about a few of those. What's What are some priorities on your agenda this year? Sure. Um, so our kind of platform we ran on um, okay. basically was uh, environmental sustainability, academic affordability, student safety, and student advocacy. Um, I'll touch kind of on two of those right now. Um, one being academic affordability and really textbook affordability. Um, something I really am excited to look into this year um, is textbook costs. Um, I want to look at open source textbooks. Um, open source textbooks are, are textbooks that are free um, online often and really have just as much credibility as published you know, $200 textbooks. Um, oftentimes they come with this stigma associated with it when that's really not true. Um, <laughs> In addition to that, um, something I want to work on is really push for transparent uh, 
course costs. Um, so for example, when you're registering for a class right now on the University of Illinois website, um, there's a fees section of it. Unfortunately, there's really never any fees put down. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to pushing to see literally when you register for a class, say I'm taking my media law class, I know there's going to be a $60 textbook there and maybe a $20, you know, flash drive I need to get. Um, you know, at universities like I think it's Georgia State, they actually have systems in place where you can filter classes by cost. Um, wow. And so the university does that? Uh, Georgia State, I believe, does, yeah. Um, and so it serves two purposes. One, students actually know what they're getting themselves into. And two, hopefully the awareness of the cost of these uh, classes will push professors to kind of figure out new ways and less expensive ways to yeah. operate classes. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, along with that, too, uh, for college affordability, um, we, ISG had the, student government had the opportunity to, to partner with OMSA, which is the Office of Minority Student Affairs on campus. Um, so we had we have an iClicker program where we're able to loan iClickers out to students. Um, iClickers are used for attendance. Um, they're little devices. Yeah, they're little devices. In your class to answer yeah. questions and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. In class. So we were able to partner with OMSA to uh, reach out to iPromise, iPromise students and OMSA students, uh, and loan out 400 iClickers. Are they expensive to rent? They're, or yeah, they're. They're about 30, 40 bucks, brand new. Yeah. Um, you can get used ones, but those ones Definitely. go pretty fast in the bookstore. <laughs> and that yeah, new, new, they're fifty, fifty-five dollars. Yeah. And those, that's a cost a lot of students mm -hmm. can't handle yeah, on top exactly. of everything else, right? It's important that we were able to find students who really need them, and we're able to be able to grow the program because in the past there was no way to really um, bill students if they never returned their eye clickers. But now we are able to work with the cashier's office to be able to do that. So we're definitely going to look to expand that program in the future t so we can reach more than That's cool. what we're doing right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then another one, primary season's coming up. Um, we're kind of in between uh, big election years. But um, in 2018, uh, our student government was part of kind of the largest leap in uh, voter registration and voter turnout um, mm -hmm. in really decades. Um, we had record-breaking turnout. We're getting kind of the full report of that soon. <laughs> um, but we're really looking at kind of keeping our momentum going on quad day. Um, we were lucky enough to have the county clerk come with us and kind of share our booth so we, we could register students to vote there. Um, the university, we have turbovote.illinois.edu, which is kind of our new system um, that also allows us to get data on what students are registering to vote. Um, one of my big plans, hopefully, is I'd like to see some presidential primary candidates from both the Democratic and Republican side. I'd love to see some come down to campus. Um, I'm kind of envisioning a, a forum type event, hopefully. Um, it's kind of a big ask, but um, if candidates come to campus, students are excited, um, and we want to keep pushing kind of the civic engagement as much as we can. Have you had any leads on that? Have you had any nibbles? Well, we've had a few. You know, candidates are dropping out by the day. Um, <laughs> so we, we got some... Uh, affirmative kind of answers from candidates that have since dropped out. Unfortunately, oh, a lot shoot. of the campaigns are uh, all focused on Iowa and New Hampshire right now. So yeah. we're going to have a, a month like February to March where we're going to be able to kind of thread the needle, hopefully. Um, another uh, a bit of an issue, though, is primary day is actually during spring break this year. Um, so we're going to be trying to really hype up student voting days mm -hmm. before then um, so students can vote on campus and utilize their early voting location. I was just going to say yeah. early voting really helps with that, but that's always <laughs> that's always a problem for students mm -hmm. right. you know, who register here. Sure. So um, I'd be curious which ones were going to come and then dropped out. <laughs> I yeah. guess I could or, go down the list. Right. <laughs> right. Um, 
Yeah, oh, John Hickenlooper. We, oh. we 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 seem to have gotten a positive response from him <laughs> since dropped out. Uh, um, well, you're right. Everybody else is focused on Iowa, New Hampshire right now. I think sure. so, but maybe that'll that'll work out. Um, you mentioned uh, environmental sustainability. Are there mm-hmm. any new efforts there? Yeah. So um, I actually serve on the Sustainability Council, which is kind of like the highest level of uh, kind of environmental policy. Um, Thankfully, the University of Illinois has really been a trail at Urbana-Champaign has been trailblazing when it comes to this. Um, we do have a pretty environmentally sustainable campus. We are, we're in the midst of building the second solar farm, um, and there's kind of a, a big third, or third project on the way that will hopefully kind of push us further towards the goal of kind of being carbon neutral by 2050. Um, which what, was that a lot? Do you know yet? Sorry. What's the third project? I'm sorry. Um, so it's going to be another solar project. Um, it's going to be involved with... Um, kind of getting more solar power injected into our grid um, so we can kind of operate on uh, environmentally clean energy. Oh. Um, in addition, uh, we talk a lot about divestment from fossil fuels. Um, so we want to continue looking at this this year. That's kind of a, a hard, often hard to ask because um, the university's portfolio is heavy in those. Um, but we think there's a lot of ways we can kind of work with that. Um, we really want to pressure the university to think clean, energy clean, um, and push them to at least divest from some of those assets and hopefully all of them. Um, maybe there's things we can talk about, like doing an alternate uh, endowment fund with really only environmentally sustainable funds. Um, you know, there's really a lot of ways we can get on top of this mm-hmm. issue. Um, and, and the University of Illinois, I think recognizes that we need to be a leader in this, whether it's Mm -hmm. making a big investment in this, now's the time to be doing it. We need to be doing it. I know another thing, some student groups are working on campus right now. We have our ICAP, which is Illinois Climate Action Plan, um, which they really renew the goals for every few years. Um, I know a few student groups on campus, which we're kind of hopefully trying to get involved on or are kind of trying to work on kind of a student climate action plan um, and kind of like your own green new deal or whatever (laughs) (laughs) something like that Um, but there's a lot of really good motivated passionate student groups on campus that we really look forward to working with cool we'll look for more developments on that front anything else um on the agenda of course there's always something on the agenda (laughs) um so obviously there's tons of issues um some more we want to look at again mental health funding um this is this is an issue every year um Mm -hmm. uh, i've recently been talking with some of kind of our big 10 counterparts um and we're seeing you know how we can kind of bump up kind of a peer-to-peer advising program that's something that's really been beneficial at a lot of other institutions um seeing how we can get you know students trying to talk to students whether that's kind of um, lowering the burden on the counseling mm-hmm. center um, and really helping students in general and getting students involved in this process of mental health awareness. Um, we have a we have uh, events planned for Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, both we have in the fall and the spring. Um, hopefully, we're kind of going to do a. Illinois Student Government's part of this organization, the Association of Big Ten Students, um, which is really all the Big Ten student governments come together. Um, so we're going to be really trying to work with them to kind of do joint action days when it comes to mental health, as well as, you know, things like the Higher Education Act reauthorization. I know that's something we have planned in the works um, right now, hopefully for early October. The mental health issue is just so all-encompassing. And just, I just keep reading more and more about it. And, you know, we've reported some as well. It's just an amazing to see the need and the anxiety levels mm-hmm. on campus and just how many students have dealt with this. And I, from your perspective as students, why, um, why do you think that is? Hmm. 
You know, I, I think it's really easy to say that, you know, um, a lot of mental health, um, you know, issues with students derive from technology, say, um, or social media. And that may be true. At the end of the day, um, you know, I don't necessarily think, um, you know, the cause of it is kind of the hyper important thing right now. I think what's really important right now is making sure we have the resources available to students, you know, mm -hmm. suffering through things like anxiety, things like depression, um, really any issues students are facing. So, and, and there's, there's a lot of misconceptions um, about kind of what the counseling center is doing. So hopefully within the next few weeks, um, within the next week, I'm gonna be meeting with kind of the leadership of the counseling center and really seeing what's true and what's not um, and how we can kind of best help the fight. Yeah, I think that's a really important issue. Just knowing, it even is. at the high school level, it's become a really big issue. So yeah. I applaud you for looking into that. Hmm. All right, um, anything else you wanna talk about today or bring up? <laughs> oh. Yeah, um, so I don't know, student government right now, we're really trying to kind of amp up our efforts on every front. Um, we, we have open positions right now. Um, we wanna amp up our committee efforts um, and making sure that really our student government, this is kind of our greater vision for who we are, um, is literally at every nook of this campus. Um, we want to have a table at every exactly. event. Um, we want to have a table um, at the LGBT resource fair. We want to have a table on the quad. Mm -hmm. You know, we want people to know that we are mm -hmm. really the first resource to come to if if you're angry about something on campus or if there's something that's um, doing you wrong by whether it's the university or just something on campus. Um, you know, we are the people that the university comes to for advice and, and hopefully they'll be listening to us. Um, I know they will be listening to us and hopefully we can bring just all yeah. students' issues to the forefront. Yeah, the, the student voice is an incredibly powerful thing and if we are able to reach every student within student government because right now I'm not sure all students are aware that really what we do or how we can help them but if we can hone that in and spread our message and let students know that student government's here for them we're going to advocate for you we're going to if you have a problem with the university like connor said we're going to stand on your behalf so if really looking to just spread students government message and bring more people into the fold yeah. and with that say. we get positive change right yeah, if we get more exactly. issues going around we know more about it and can enact better things. Well, good luck to you this year, um, and thanks for coming in. I appreciate you talking about today's events and, yeah. and all your plans, and we'll keep in touch and have you back sometime. Of course. Thanks yeah. so much for yeah, having thanks us. Thanks so much.